I want y'all to know that since we haven't done a podcast in a while and I haven't recorded an intro, this is literally literally like the twentieth take that I've that I've done this morning. I keep on screwing them up because <laughs> I'm out of practice. Uh, but anyway, we took a little bit of a break, as y'all noticed, and now we're back. And we've got some good changes that we want to talk about. Uh, this episode is actually really a good one. I enjoyed catching up with Craig because he made some changes to his life about six weeks ago and is currently in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan doing his new thing and living, you know, still a nomad lifestyle, but kind of kind of a little bit different direction than just straight up truck camping. And then me, myself, I'm out here still truck camping in Colorado, and I've had a pretty good summer of, of fly fishing. I've been getting into some really good lakes and had some waters to myself, which has been nice. So I've been avoiding the crowds for the most part. And I'm um, just waiting around for some truck parts to arrive. I'm getting some upgrades done to my truck and kind of just beefing up everything. Once that's done, then I plan to hit the road and get back out into like maybe northern New Mexico. I'd like to go hit up Chaco Canyon again, but I want the temperatures to to um, kind of cool down out there. Or I may head down to northern Arizona again, kind of hang out in that, that area for the fall. So we'll see. But I've got some fun stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks in Colorado. My buddy Phil from Down to Mob Overland, he's coming up. And then Timmy from Full Alaskan Send Overland from from Alaska, you know, obviously with the name. Uh, he's coming down to go to Telluride. And I he's got some, some sort of uh, working relationship with alpaca rafts. And so he's going to go down there and test some rafts for him and stuff like that. That dude's like a badass kayaker and river guy. So he's coming down and we're all going to truck camp. I'm really stoked to check out his rig. I'm actually stoked to check out Phil's rig too, because Phil's got all those upgrades that he just did. But uh, Timmy's got that that insanely awesome camper on the back of his Ford F-350. So it's completely different than mine. It's like super comfortable. You can stand up, you know, and it's, it's all that. And mine, mine, of course, is like a little coffin is what everybody refers to it as. <laughs> so, but anyway, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. And like I said, we're back. So you can expect more episodes from us in the near future. And I hope you all have a good day. Thanks. start jamming but what's uh what's up and what's up with you and on these coasts how are things going i i think on a whole they're going well um you know i've got my trucking gig that that starts next week so my my thoughts and activities are are totally geared towards getting ready for that and um so yeah are you heading in the midwest for that yeah so the i it's it's hard to get a handle uh it's such so it's a big trucking company and they've got like numerous operations numerous divisions and there's two phases that i'm aware of um one is called the driver qualification and i think that's happening in one place and Uh then the other phase is when you actually do your training um and i think that that's going to occur in another place so Anyway, I'm. It's it's kind of hard to triangulate exactly what's mm-hmm. happening. It's such mm-hmm. a big group and a, a dynamic situation, but yeah, I I do know that I need to be in Indiana um, on July twenty second. Did, did um, so I? That, I want to dive right into this because I think trucking. I, like I've told you on text messages, I think trucking is really interesting, and I've thought about that. Like I thought about that even when I was 
first got into corporate, world, I remember seeing like truck drivers just driving all over the place. And I go to different rest stops when I'd be on business trips and I'd see all these truck drivers hanging out. And I'm like, I wonder what it'd be like to do that. So I want to dive right in. First question that I have is like, are you going to be sleeping in your rig? The the truck that you drive, is it going to be overnight stuff or, or, or do you know yet? Or like, what's, what's, what's the layout of that? Cause it, this is like taking truck camping to a new level. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I, my understanding is that, yeah, it's going to be full on, they, they call it, um, OTR, which is, uh, over the road. Yeah. And, um, OTR trucking dog. Road. I've heard that term. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and it's, it's nationally, you know, it's a national carrier and, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be going into the flatbed work. Um, and, Specifically, uh, my recruiter was talking about transporting glass in truck chassis. So they were talking about um, locations like Tijuana, Texas, and Minneapolis. Oh yeah. Um, and you're, you know, they they're they're talking about you know on on the road for, um, you know, anywhere from fourteen days to you know a month, and then you'll get a little bit of time off, and it's really it's something that they describe as they are able to cater to you as to what your schedule and work wants are. Um, I, I kind of take it all with a grain of salt because I, I know enough about the trucking industry and, you know, it's, it's sales, right? This initial yeah, recruiting, like, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on. And you're going you're to see the road and you're going to get, get exactly what you want and tons of money. And, and, um, you know, I've definitely learned enough to know that, um, it's not always as it, as it says, but back to your question. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm essentially going to be living out of my truck. Um, as, awesome. as, as far as I can envision it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I have, you know, like we've talked about, I, I've got a vision of working my ass off nonstop 24 seven for a period of, you know, one, two, three months, and then maybe backing off a little bit for a few weeks and then uh, hitting the road hard again. Like that's, that's the pattern that I'd like to keep. And mm-hmm. I know, I know some truck uh, trucking companies allow uh, allow their drivers to take their rigs home with them, and I'm not sure exactly how I'd manage that. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to kind of be figuring it out. A lot of it's going to be figuring it out on the fly. But I I don't know if you saw a post of mine recently. I was interested in getting a um, a folding bike, um, and my thought was, oh, you know, keep no. the bike in the in the truck. Um, are you, you've kind of frozen on the screen. Are you still able to hear me? Yeah. You're back. You there? Can you hear yeah. me? Sorry about that, homie. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Like my rider, I'm just sitting right here and all of a sudden it just, all the lights went down and then it came back on. So huh. sorry about that. Uh, but yeah. Were, no worries. Like you were saying that you could live in your, in your truck. And, yeah. uh, that is, that's just so awesome because every time I was actually, you know, when I was, um, was over, let's see, where was I at? I was in Frisco over at that. Well, I guess it's, it's Dylan or, or Breckenridge or whatever you want to call it, where, where the Whole Foods is over there, over in kind of yep. the Silver area. And so I stopped yep. off. There's that really nice rest stop that you can stop at on that kind of overlooks Lake Dylan. 
And I always stop there mm-hmm. with Sierra and get her out and walk her and stuff like that before we head over the pass, you know, in, in the Leadville area. And uh, there were these trucks that were there, these OTRs. And, man, they had cabs in the back. And I was like, I bet those things are so so plush inside. Probably like TVs and, you know, bathroom and super nice, comfortable bed and everything like that. I, and, I mean, those are really expensive. You can tell by looking at them that they're the high-dollar rigs. But it's just I imagine – just like you're just so comfortable you're cruising along like you got your bed with you it's taking truck camping like like we, we've been truck camping but we've been we've been kind of hardcore truck camping you know to, yeah. especially the, the older we get at least for me the harder it is on my body so something like that oh, just, <laughs> something like that just sounds nice man you can crawl back in there after a long day on the road make yourself a cup of <laughs> cup of hot chocolate and just hang out yeah i mean i i I think there's a there's a there's a little romancing going on, you know, in your minds as to what I in and I, I think that that's probably a little ways down the road for me, no pun intended. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I if I were to get my own rig and you could dial it in exactly how I want it, um, there's no doubt I can I can see great things happening. But yeah. you know, the fact of the matter is, is it's going to be a company truck. And I'm, I'm low guy on the totem pole, you know, I'm going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be a grind, man. (laughs) It really, really is. Do you have an idea what the living quarters would be like on those entry rigs? Because I get why. I mean, because I realize yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to start you out on the million dollar rig, you know. They're not going to be like, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, and again, like it's there's there's phases to this. So the first there's a six week training period where I'm going to be driving around with a with a trainer, and um, so you're going to have two dudes in that small space, oh. and. I've got no idea what this dude is going to be like, you know, or <laughs> if it's going to be a chick. And, and I mean, that's, I got to admit, there's a little bit of anxiety on my part. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not 20 years old anymore, you know, willing to just deal with anybody. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of particular and I can, you know, I'll, I'll be able to put on my big boy pants and I, I'll, I'll put up with anything, you know, within reason, but the fact is, six the weeks is, is a long time though. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got, you know, I've got no idea what this person's going to be like. It's, you know, or, you know, do, do they got digestive issues? Are they going to be a clean person? You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> um, so I, I think, I think it's likely, you know, the cab, you know, the, you can imagine what the front is, but the actual living quarters, I think that there's going to probably be a bunk situation um you know where he'll have a bed and i'll have a bed um i imagine there's probably going to be you know a fridge and um you know some some other stuff that you know will will make it good but i i I, you know i don't know if the company has dedicated training rigs and then you know once i finish my training and i go solo you know do i do I get, I, I, I just, I have no idea, but you know, I'm, I'm expecting at least a bed. I'm expecting at least an opera. If, if there's not already an inverter in there, if there's not already a fridge in there, if there's not already a TV in there, at least I'll have the ability to put one in. But um, yeah. And maybe I'm just like looking on the downside of this man, but I'm not <laughs> like, dude, being, I'm, you know, I'm very particular as to who I spend a lot of time with Mm -hmm. and to just be assigned 
a dude that I'm going to have to be with 24 seven for six weeks, you know, that's, that's a tough swallow right there. Well, and, and the tough part is, is like your job kind of depends on you two getting along. I know. know? Yeah. So it's like, like if if the dude's a douche, you got to be like, all right, I got to do And that's going to be tough, man. Oh yeah. No. And if he, you know, I, if he ends up being like not a good teacher Mm -hmm. and you know, just starts getting down on me as opposed to like coaching me in a positive way. Like, Oh man, yeah. like it could go. <laughs> yeah. I, but then, uh, but then, you, but then you could, you, you could have a dude like Bill Burr with, you know, just busting your balls all the time oh, and making God. you laugh, which would be so much fun as training. Oh, you just be like, dude, this is the best. I don't want training to end. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I should be, more positive about it but unfortunately that's just not the way my brain is wired like i'm (laughs) i'm expecting you know a total malalignment of like hygiene and you know i'm I'm expecting our political beliefs to be completely wrong and i'm expecting him not to be able to keep his mouth shut about like i'll keep my mouth shut about politics and whatnot like i'm I'm able to do that if it, if the situation calls for, but you know, it's only a matter of time if I'm just listening and listening and listening, like, yeah, you dude, know what I mean? Dude, like, here's, 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 here's what you do, man. You get in there and you just set the tone right out of the gate. You're like, you put your mask on and you're like, where's your mask? And you start uh, to be, you just really go after him on it, you know, just to fuck with him and just set that tone. Like you're the one in charge. So he knows that, like, the, you know, like, like, like you're not to be messed with. And then, of course, you have that really awesome vibe you can put off in the morning where you're like, if you talk to me, I'm going to kill you. And so, you know, those two together right out of the gate, I think it set the tone and be like, all right, I'm here to train this guy and I'm going to stay out of his hair. So <laughs> that's what you should do. Now, can, can you take Rue with you? Uh, so in the long run, yes. I'm not going to mm-hmm. take him for my training. Yeah, I figured um, the training. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until. But so yeah, yeah, I'm able. Yeah, I am able to, which is awesome. And that was one of my, you know, there, there are a variety of factors on on how you can choose, you know, the the your entry path, and that was a non negotiable for me was to yeah. to be able to take my dog. Well, it um, makes sense. I mean, heck, if you're gonna be on the road for a month, or yeah. or up to a month, you know, I mean, oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. quite a long time. And so you know, having your dog with you is great. And then plus two, I mean, why not? I mean, I mean it's, it's, if you're the only one in the truck and it's your space in the back. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I, it's definitely a non-negotiable and you know, the fact, like when I say, you know, on the road for one month, it, it's on the road for a lot longer because I, I really, I'm going to, I'm going to operate like I really don't have a home. So yeah. I'll take whatever downtime I have. I'm going to try to set it up in locations that I want to hang out in, you know? So whether it's, you know, parking the rig and finding a way to hook up with you or parking the rig and, you know, spending time in whatever city I'm near, you know, I, I, I want to really, um, I, I mean, it's going to be full on nomad. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I just consider it to be full on extension. And I, you know, I, I really, I think, you know, you and I have done this long enough to know that there's some serious, energy expenditures to be alone and 
just dealing with all of the regular unexpected stuff that pops up, you know, it just is, it's not, it's not all puppy dogs and roses. And so, um, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of downtime and recuperation and what have you. And I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to have a realistic frame of mind. I don't want to overly romance it. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've loved truck. I've loved the idea of being a truck driver, honestly, since, like one of my first memories, like I grew up road tripping with my dad, um, you know, across country and I, we'd, we'd pull over in these truck stops and I'd run around and, and see them. And, you know, you're doing like the the thing, you know, yeah, to get them they're always to, doing, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. To do that, to, to get them to honk. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know that that exists, but you know, I'm, I'm old enough to know that, um, there's going to be some really challenging elements to it as well. You know, to be, to be seated 11 hours a day, dealing with traffic, dealing with bad drivers, like mm-hmm. that's going to be really, really tough. And but but you, you do have a Trump car or an ace in the hole to where, you know, you have like this massive rig. If anybody pissed you off and you feel like going postal, no one can stop you. <laughs> you yeah. can just do what you want. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, you have the ultimate equalizer. You're in control. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's no doubt about that. There's, there's no doubt about who wins. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right though, you know, living this way though, you're right. There's a lot of expenditures about, you know, being alone and a lot of energy expenditures and stuff like that. So I think, but, but, but I, I do, I, what I do find interesting about this is there's this whole culture of trucking that I don't even know about. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like the culture of truck camping. You, You don't know about it until you get in it. You know, yeah. and, and you and, and if you're on the outside looking in, you really don't have a full understanding of what it's about. So, like, I'm really excited to hear what the experience is like for you ongoing. And then, you totally. know, like you said, if you're close to Colorado or, or if I'm down in Texas or whatever, we'll just hook up and hang out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. I mean, I I just think about seeing different parts of the world and then also meeting those people and doing business with people like you're interacting with different folks. It's like your network just expands exponentially as you continue to do OTR trucking. No, no doubt about it. And, you know, looking out past a year. So the, the way it works, the way the industry works is that until you get one to two years of experience, you're, you're going to get the bottom of the barrel pick for work. And so I, you know, I'm expecting to have to grind it out for a year or two and Mm -hmm. get a certain amount of experience, but, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely keeping my eye on all the opportunities that you and I have talked about with respect to trucking, where once I get that, that baseline experience, that baseline training under my belt, there's going to be so many different opportunities that, that come from that. And, you know, I, 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 I could imagine going and doing logging trucking, you know, tra- yeah. you know one, like, and, and, and doing that. And that's much more predictable. And I, I think you can localize that and, and there might be more seasonal gigs to that kind of thing, you know, keeping with the, um, I, I could definitely imagine going and, and giving Alaska a try or, or even like Northern fricking Canada, you know, getting into, into some of that. And, and I am interested in going international and, and having that, that verifiable, uh, experience, you know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be in hot demands anywhere. 
um, yeah. as far as, as being able to work. And, and That's you know, so the, awesome. the, the fact of the matter is, is I could, I could buy my own rig, you know, and, 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 and that set could, your own rates and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, um, you know, the OTR, I, I want to do it. I'm excited to do it. I I'm definitely a little bit anxious on, on a few of the different fronts. Um, it's such a regulated industry, like the, the documentation that you need to be delivering on a regular basis, as far as like how you're driving, how long you're driving and, you know, you're pulling into way stations, stadies are going to be pulling you over. And, uh, you know, it, it's, there, there, there's a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of hoops to jump through regulatory hoops to jump through, which are going to be challenging, but I love driving. Um, and I love, you know, big machinery. I mean, you know, I, I, I love learning new, new techniques like that. And I think, I think it's going to pay off over the long term. And yeah, we'll, we'll, it's, it's going to be, it, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I'm excited to, to, to see how it's going to turn out. I think when you, when you said Thanks. like, lo- like logging and then also Alaska and the international, that's, that, that, that's like, to me, that, that seems really cool. It's like adventure trucking. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I know, I know that like lately, you know, you've been focused on doing, um, you know, getting prepared for this, but I hope that when you get out there, get a little dash cam and just put like a GoPro up there and just record it. Cause I want to see what you're up to. And I didn't realize how many people watch that stuff online. Oh like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like there's this dude that has, I don't know, I think he's got like a million subscribers and he put a video up two weeks ago. It has 8 million views. And all it is is a dash cam of him driving through Leadville. I'm yeah. like, that's it. Like <laughs> I have to put, do like two or three days worth of editing on my videos now. And all I got to do for that is put a dash cam. That's great. But I, I think also too, it'd be a cool story to tell like, Hey, I'm getting into trucking and here's the story. You know, I would, yeah. I would be, I mean, even if it's just a one minute or a two minute update, like, Hey, this is what I did today. And that's it. And you put it up. I'd be wildly interested in that. Yeah. And I'll, I, it's, it's going to get up there. Um, yeah. And my, you know, I, I've, I've definitely been preoccupied. I, I just haven't been able to, to, that hasn't been where I've been able to put my energy I mean, between no, totally. finding, finding this job. And now, even right now I've been have to, all the corporate hoops. I mean, this is a monster organization that I'm I'm going to be working for. So I've are been you, going. They, are, are you are you able to say what the company is? Uh, yeah, it's Swift. And, oh and, wow, yeah, yeah. And and they, I mean they they're 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 the butt of jokes throughout the trucking industry. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's justified or not, but my my thought process is from a numbers game. If they're the biggest group out there, of course, they're going to have the biggest number of numbskulls. And, you know, the they're just going to be like the big dog is always the butt of all the jokes, you know. Yeah. From the, but there could very well be there could be, you know, justified criticism of them yeah. and how they train and whatnot. But I, I think I've always adopted the mindset that it's my responsibility to like, I'm, I'm more responsible for my learning than my teacher is. And so, um, maybe, maybe I will get a good trainer. Maybe I won't, but I'm, I I think I'm a pretty good learner. Um, whether I've got good uh, teaching or not, 
And um, so I, I think I'll be ultimately I'll be fine regardless of who I end up going with. But yeah, that's in, in yeah, I'm getting, you know, all these corporate documents and like all this HR stuff. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. all that stuff that you and I escaped from <laughs> years yeah. ago. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up to my neck in, but it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. um, it's a, it's a means to an end. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of had it out with, um, with one of, one of the sponsors I had recently on one of my um, videos because they had agreed to pay me by a certain time frame, and they didn't. And they like had me jump through all these hoops with different paperwork that they didn't request out of the gate, and it it drove me like I got so pissed. And then oh, once yeah. I got once I once I finally got the payment, the next day I terminated my my relationship with them. I was like, I was just I was just irate. I was like, man, wow. I, can't believe, I cannot believe how mad I got about that. But it was like the runaround for like three months. And yeah. and it was like every week. It was like, oh, we need this. Oh, we forgot to on the last document. We forgot to include this document. On it. We need to get that. And I'm just like, you fucking people. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, uh, it's, was, it's, like, and it, it's like triggering. I mean that that seems yeah. to be that seems to be like everybody gets is so triggered. You know, mm-hmm. it is everybody's on their last little inch of of tolerance, and yeah. it's so easy to get triggered these days. And oh, especially um, now with, with all what's going on. Oh, right now. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I even see it back here, dude. There, so there was this guy. I didn't I didn't tell you about this. There was this guy. Let's see. Where was I at? It wasn't the middle fork. Maybe it was. No, it wasn't there. Oh, it was down by Saint Elmo. So down, you know, down by, uh, you know, I was fishing over in St. Elmo area uh-huh. and there was this dude that I went up a little bit of the Mount Antero trail just to kind of check it out. And I just like going up the, the first section of it's really cool. And there was this guy that was camping and I guess he was, I guess he was out walking his dog or something like that. And he walked by another camp that had a dog and then just fucking started yelling at him. I've been attacked by a dog. You need to get your dog under control. And that dog was doing literally nothing. It was just sitting there. And the guy just went off and I was like, wow, I'm seeing it back here too. People are just just going off for for no reason whatsoever. And, you know, of course you see it on social media and that's why I've been really distancing myself from social media. I'm only putting up just lighthearted stuff and I'm not checking any comments (laughs) really. And so, you know, it's kind of, that's kind of my recipe to get through this because man, it's easy to let that stuff get to you. I, I, I feel lucky and, and you and I've been fortunate especially the spring when things really were crazy and there was a lot of uncertainty before we kind of started getting a clearer picture of what was going on. You know, we were able to escape it and be away from it while everybody else had to go through it. Now it looks like there's a second round people are going to have to go through with another shutdown. So, right. Yeah, no, it's it's, crazy. It's yeah. Everybody is triggered in, 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 and um, I, I mean, I, that, that was actually, I, I, I wanted to have this, idea this um this pattern this this trend this like just the fact that everybody's so triggered and i i, I actually wanted to spend some time talking about it with you okay and you know i have my own um my my patience my irritability is through like my impatience is through the roof like i am i've got zero patience for anybody like everybody is pissing me off and it's not even my, I, I'm not, I am spending a lot of time like online and, and, and social media. I've, I've, but I'm, I don't, I, I'm not getting drawn into, um, a, a lot of the crap and what have you, but I'm seeing other people get drawn into it. And it's, it's just really, um, 
I don't know. I mean, so I guess I'm getting, I'm getting triggered by other people getting triggered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's, was too. That's the, why I got off it, you know? Yeah. But I think it's, I, I guess I'm, what, what, what upsets me about this situation is the, the lack of like, everybody's in their corners, right? It's like, so yeah. you've got, you know, with, with respect to COVID, like the COVID-19, like those people that think it's a problem, they're in their camp and they're not open to talking about some of the more um, questionable elements of it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, as to like how serious it is. And then those that don't think it's a problem, like they're, they're all holed up in their corner and it's, it's all, everybody is so segmented and unwilling to um, expose themselves to new information. And I, I'm just, that's the thing that really just that, that that's what I'm so disheartened about. I think is really what I'm trying to say. And um, I, um, you know, it's, 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 like everybody in, in I've been getting caught up in, so I, I have a lot of friends. So it seems like, I feel like I'm about to walk into a landmine field with, with what I'm about to discuss. Cause like, I'm thinking about our audience. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, and, and whatever, here we go. So my, yeah, no, my general assessment is that the conservative side of the country views quote unquote the media as bad Mm -hmm. and um i think that there's justification for skepticism of media there's there's justification for skepticism of any information and i I think that any any information deserves scrutiny and 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 critical thinking about what what i get bothered by and what i get concerned by is that the 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 baby might get thrown out with the bathwater so what i mean by that is that if if the knee-jerk reaction by the right the conservative right is to say that you know the the, the media is wrong it's it's fake news it's mainstream media mm-hmm then that leaves no room for evaluating individual pieces of information. And on the flip side, you can, you can make the argument that perhaps the, the left is overly accepting of what the media puts out there and doesn't allow for any skepticism of what's being put out there. And so I'm, to be honest with you, I'm really, really triggered by um, oh, the phones ringing. But um, oh, so, I'm actually so, so society houses. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard that. Uh, I haven't heard uh, a phone like that forever, does, man. Does it a trigger land, you? Is that, are you, is that are a landline? Triggered? Yeah, is that a landline? Well, it's, it's like a VOIP thing. That uh, uh, okay, so you guys, it's a little bit high um, tech. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just No, it's all good. But no, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm quite triggered by just the general. The, the the knee-jerk reaction of those that dismiss everything 
that like, oh, it's mainstream media. You can't trust the media. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you can give me a little bit more uh, perspective on that because it's not, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm probably inclined to be more open to media than someone like you and your background, you know, being, being Mm -hmm. Kansas, you know, Kansas farm boy, you know, born and raised. Yeah. Leave leave, Um, leave me alone on my farm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I guess I just like my, my thought process is, yeah, like, okay, the, the media is something to be skeptical of, but we're, we're in danger of being, um, of missing information. If we just blanket say that the, the you know, the media is bad and, you know, YouTube universe is good, conspiracy, conspiracy universe is good, um, then, you know, that that totally negates the fact that there are individual reporters who are doing a good job yeah. and prevent present factual information. And so, yeah, that's, that's really what I'm, I don't know. That That's, well, that's what I'm I, amped I, up about. Yeah. I could, I could answer that on from, from like a conservative uh, uh, viewpoint, just cause you know, I grew up in Kansas and, um, you know, my family has ties to Mike Pompeo and my mom worked right. with him for a number of years and stuff like that. And, you know, from what I've seen of him, he's always been a nice guy. So he's never been rude to me. So I don't have a bad opinion of him. And right. it's interesting. It's interesting to see the media write stories about him. Cause I'm like, that's so off. Like there was this story mm-hmm. about how, how his wife was like mad at him and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not even close to being true. My mom talks to Susan all like daily on text messages. They're doing great. And so mm-hmm. that made me question the media to say, well, okay, are those, are the hit pieces about Pelosi? Are those wrong too? So what's it like mm. on the Democrat, you know, cause like there's hit pieces on them too. There's hit pieces on everybody. And I'm like, right. I think what it is is that unfortunately these news outlets, you know, they're no longer just news. It's not like we don't have Walt. There's no, there's no more Walter Cronkite to the world. And they've, the, the news, in my opinion, the news had such a t- tough time converting from print to digital. They lost a ton of money in that transition, especially if you look at mm-hmm. like I was in the real estate section they used to, the Denver Post used to charge $25,000 for one ad on the front page of the Saturday news section for the real estate section. 25 grand for that. They can't even, sell, they can't give that away now. So like they had to redo their revenue model and online is way less than that. So they had to scale back and everything. So number one, they were, they, they had that problem to go through. And so what did they do? They created clickbait. And my, this is my assessment of, I don't, I, I mean, right. this is, yeah. So, so yeah. they, they create, they created clickbait. And what gets people's attention is drama, drama, you know, just, right. this, just this division, like nobody reads positive stuff. And when they do, they, oh, that's nice. And then they go back to reading the negative. And then these advertisers realize, well, hey, if we can politicize these different publications then we can really get on board and reach those advertisers and be effective or reach, reach the audience that we want to reach and be effective. And they just politicized it all. So instead of like actually reporting the news, unfortunately, these news agencies that have a bottom line to cover went by the way of being kind of sellouts, in my opinion, instead of right. just reporting the news and saying, hey, we need your support, regardless if you like what we're reporting or not, like we're reporting the news. Instead of doing that, they went like, like, okay, well, what's, are we going to go right or left? Because, you know, each publication, you can pretty much tell by reading the headlines which way they lean. And right. after that, and then after that, everybody is, just, is unfortunately, in my opinion, kind of sheepish when they just follow like a flock 
whatever their identity politics tells them. And right now, the identity politics of the right tells them to say that everything in the media is wrong. And so people are just, you know, I don't think there's unsensible people that are that are doing that. I just think that they're wrapped up in the bullshit. Because right now, look at how siloed we are as a country. Like, we're, we have taken such a step back in the last five years. In the last 10 years, just being able to communicate one-on-one with people, that's not, that's not possible anymore. Everything's done online. And so there's that there's that division. And so you can be as shitty as you want to somebody with zero recourse because you're not going to see them because they're halfway across the country or you don't even know them. And, um, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. And that's why I don't really read the news now. Like if I read the news, I, I get on every morning, I read science, science news. And it's like science daily. And I'll get on to see what's going on. I'm like, okay, cool. The universe isn't right or left. The universe doesn't care. <laughs> like the comet that's streak, right. streaking over the guy, Mitch McConnell or Nancy Pelosi, they don't have any control over that. So I can read that and just be void. It's void of any of that information, which I love is, is great, but it comes to the downside. I'm not very informed. And so you know, I guess being out here in my own little world, that's a, that can be, I can get, I can kind of a hall pass for that because there's, there's not a whole lot of things out here that are really pressing that I need to know about that environment that apply to here, except for the fact that like my freedoms and all those things apply, of course, in the bigger picture, but on a daily basis, like purifying water and catching trout, I don't really need to know about the political bitch, <laughs> bitch session of the day to do that. You know what I mean? Right. So that's a, that, that, that's the way I've been able to insulate myself from it, but I still see it. I mean, I'll go online and I'm like, man, I thought that person was cool. And I see him going off on somebody, whether they're right or left. I see people on all sides doing it and just going off and being really shitty to people. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want that in my life. And so Facebook for me now is just a place to, to post like where my videos are at. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, yeah, there, there's nothing you've said that I disagree with. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, there's, I, I've learned a little bit about, and I, I mean, I can, I can talk about certain elements of it. So this is going to, this is going to sound really lefty, um, and, and America bashing. And I don't mean it that way. I just mean it as like my best assessment. So, you know, everybody, I, I, I hear, I often hear from the conservative right that, you know, the, the days of Walter Cronkite, Ron, Walter Cronkite and David Brinkley and um, the objective reporting, reporting are gone. I, I think that the, I, I don't think that Walter Cronkite and those and his contemporaries were that objective. I, I think that they were um, per, perhaps there was a little bit more object objectivity, but I, I mm-hmm. think that you could, one could make the argument that they uh, presented a view of the United States that was much more palatable to, to the U S if that makes any sense, like where mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, you know, everybody likes, yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they, they, yeah, there's, there's, there's a little bit of, um, you know, so if you go back to like world war two and the reporting back in that era, like it was very clear that we had, we had a very clear enemy and we were the good guys and they were the bad guys. And so then you move into like the Vietnam War era and 
because of maybe a lot of it was because of the technology developments with media, with being able to, you know, record things um, on the cheap and have embedded reporters. There there was a lot more ambiguity um, and a lack of clarity as to who the good guys were and who the bad guys were. Right. Because you Mm -hmm. we saw on a much more granular level um, what happens in war and, you know, war is a terrible thing. And there's a lot of, you know, the fog of war and what have you. Um, and so, you know, you've got people like John Kerry that came back and they spoke out against what was happening over in Vietnam. And you had a lot of corroboration of what those like John Kerry would say um, as to, you know, children and innocent civilians getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And and so I guess I'm I'm um, I don't believe that a Walter Cronkite was necessarily more objective than some of the good journalists are today. I just think that he he was a journalist in a time when there was a lot less competition mm-hmm. and there was um a much more there was much more acceptance as to like a good guy bad guy um mentality i i don't i don't think that that's like a rock solid um i i don't think that he was a bad journalist and i don't think that america's bad but i guess i i, I just think that there's an over romanticized like people people overly romanticize what Walter Cronkite, Walter well, Cronkite was. I, I, I was using that as an example for the era. Sure. Like using no, Walter no, no, Cronkite, I know. But I know. Like if you look at like Walter Cronkite and Bob Woodward, Woodward and like the different people that were in that era that, that I saw on the news, I put them up against anybody nowadays and I think that they kicked the shit out of them. Because the people nowadays are caught up in tweets. They're, I mean, oh my God, this person tweeted this and roasted Trump. I don't give a shit. Like, I just wasted 10 seconds of my time reading a tweet from Aisha. I don't even know who that girl is. Like, it doesn't matter. I get it. No, and that's where I feel like the media has really cheapened their own message by by being so petty. You know, it's like, and it's on both sides. I'm not saying that it's, you know. No, 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 no I totally get it. I, it's I, on no, every I, side. I, but no, I look no, at that no, and I go, I'm not even going to waste my it. time with these with these bozos this is a bullshit like they're they're that's, they're wanting you know like that, that's that's where i'm at with them. i'm just fed up with them i'm just like okay I, you're, just, you're just have zero credibility with me i get it and i guess where 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 i get disheartened by hearing that because i think you do share you, you're you are voicing you're voicing a lot of the you, you, you you're, you're giving voice to that side of the conversation that the, 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 I can't trust the media. And you use the expression you're using, I can't trust them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they're just after tweets. And I'd put Walter Cronkite and, you know, anyone of that era up against anyone of this era. Yeah. So I, I think that that, yeah, but I, generally speaking, yeah, but the, I, I just think that there's there's laziness. I, I, I don't you know, I, I think that your our relationship is strong enough that I can say that I can say this to you. I think that there's laziness in that. And there, there's a lack of responsibility on on that kind of expression. 
Um, because there are very good journalists doing very, very good work today. Yeah. It I, takes I, work. It takes, right. Yeah. Definitely. It takes work to find them. And they're, they're not, they're, they, they don't put stuff out on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. They're putting stuff out on a, on a longer term basis. Maybe it's a, mm-hmm. a deeper investigative report. And um, so what I get upset about is, is that again, like, I feel like the, the baby is being thrown out with the bathwater where, you know, you're expressing and others express um, a, uh, a rightful, like a, it, it's 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 a justified opinion that th- there is a lot of disinformation going on around there, but th- there's a lot of good information going on. There's a, there's enough good information going on that I, I feel like gets thrown out with all the bad information, okay. and it just leaves. Um, it yeah, it's just like it 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 leaves little place for discussion and improvement and everybody just gets like caught in their corners. Yeah. But, but, but on top, I, I, I want to respond to like the flip side of that, of what I think, but, um, sure. but before I ask that, I mean, like what, what does it hurt if I'm willing to listen to a conversation, but if I don't pay attention to the news, what does that matter? It only affects me. You know, if I say, Hey, that's the, cause I look at it. I think that people that pay attention to news. I think they're wasting their time. I'm like, why even sift through that bullshit? Like maybe, maybe half is true, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on what sources you read. And on top of it too, it's all siloed these days. I'm like, I don't want to be subjected to that. All it is is conditioning. In my opinion, the majority of it now, now like the Smithsonian magazine that I read, I don't think that's conditioning. You know, the history magazine that I read, those are great reporters, but the mainstream media, in my opinion, I mean, they're just, and it's not everybody, but generally speaking, it's clickbait. You know, there's these crazy, these crazy, you get on Yahoo right now. If I got on Yahoo right now and read you the first five articles, I guarantee you, you know, they're, they're not trying to be nice about stuff. They're trying to talk shit about somebody. It's all negative. And right. I'm like, I, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, why would I, why would I want to waste my time with that? I'd rather go fly fishing. I know fly fishing will bring me joy. And if I read that, it will bring me the exact opposite. And then, and, and, I then think, and then and then if I dive into the comments and I'm like fuck America's so stupid, on both sides, you know I'm just like I don't want to I, I just don't want it. And so in my opinion, I look at that and I think like okay if I'm gonna I've got a finite time here on the planet, I'm not gonna waste it reading that stuff. And I am going to you know like like with the stuff with the coronavirus, I've been keeping up with the World Health Organization. There's that website I look at every day, you know right. I showed you about the stuff just to track stuff because I think it's good to know. But I am not going to get on Fox News or CNN and read their shit. I don't have time for it, and I just I, I, I don't I, I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm just built that way. That's the other side. No, of the and, I, and I'm I, no, but I'm not advocating looking at those organizations at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I I don't read I don't read or watch any of those those um, those sources. I don't I don't get my news from those sources. Um, and I think you bring up a good point that, you know, being, um, being in the news bubble on a daily basis is a complete, it's, there's not a lot of value add from that experience. I think you're right about that. Like, and that's, that's not what I'm advocating. I'm, I'm more talking about, and I'm not talking about you in particular, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm talking more about the knee jerk, the, the, the knee jerk 
reaction that because it's coming from a news organization, it's wrong. Like yeah. there, there's a there's there's a uh, a knee jerk reaction that anything from a news based organization is is wrong. It's like, it's, any, a, it, yeah. it's like any vaccines wrong if the anti-vaxxers or any any uh, you know, those, there's those people out there that anything that comes from that is wrong or everything's a conspiracy from the government. You know, it's like right. these these absolutes where it's everything. You know, all right. those pe- all those people or all that group or you know just i don't know where i don't know how we got here as a country because it doesn't i don't like like even just five years ago we could we could literally still have a conversation but it seems like social media has eroded people's ability to be decent to one another because of because of that distance you know that digital distance i guarantee you man these people that i see talking shit to each other online they wouldn't talk like that i know them as people they wouldn't talk like that if they're face to face with somebody i guarantee it but it's like you know take the social distancing coupled with okay well you're inside you're on social media all the time i mean god people have gotten just mean and that's that that's where like in my end i'm just like okay time for me to just check the fuck out <laughs> just stay away for yeah, a while I, but I, I think i think why this is i think that why this is um this is taking on even more of a of a of a burden for me is i recently had an interaction a face-to-face interaction with some lifelong friends mm-hmm. where they they were playing for me a a piece of pundit based it, it was an opinion piece like they there was like it was like they were playing me a youtube video about all the great things that have happened over the last several years yeah. and like one of them was um about energy and I was like, okay, like, let's, like, let's take one of those things. I'm like, yeah, you're the, it's listing off a bunch of things, but there's no, there's no source. There's no data source for anything. Like let's, let's pick one of those things that I know a lot about. Like, let's talk about energy and overall without getting into the, the details of it, you know, they, they completely disregarded I, I, and this is where my ego comes in. You know, they they disregarded my opinion and my assessment of the situation. And, you know, someone who's been deep into the data and the raw data, mm-hmm. they they disregarded everything that I said because I was relying on, you know, fake news facts. And, and, and so you're right that, social media and whatnot is an extremely toxic area, mm-hmm. but I'm actually experiencing this. If, if I have the conversation with a lot of people these days, face to face, I'm actually experiencing a lot of that same kind of tribalism and that same kind of, and I'm not saying one side is right, uh, is better than the others. And mm-hmm. I know myself like even though oftentimes I, I come across as a pretty measured individual and like rational, like I can get triggered and I can like go off the deep end emotionally <laughs> and become, you know, a really, yeah, no, I can become a total douchebag and a dick. And um, that's where I'm, you know, kind of caught up in this mm-hmm. pessimism or whatever you want to call this cloud about like, a, a lack of willingness of people to, you know, have a reasonable discussion 
and, and even agree on raw data, like a raw data source. Like yeah. I, I'm finding that it's not even possible. Yeah, to, everybody calls them out. Oh, the, oh, that's that, that's right leaner. No, that's left leaner. No, it's not. It's numbers. Numbers don't lie. Like, right. That's, I don't get that's it. What, and I and I again to come back to I think you really you made such a really really good point about you know your you you've made a decision to to stay away from daily news feeds that have no value like so to to be you know essentially like politics is a soap opera and so what yeah. I heard you say was that you know. It's not adding any value. It's not helping you with any decisions to pay attention to the the, the daily news feeds. And I, I think that you're totally 100% right on that. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that have adopted that attitude. But I guess what what I'd like what I'd like to experience is um I, I I don't know. I guess I it's just like like how do you and, and maybe maybe this is my problem, you know, like how how do we, so if I have a fear that the baby's being thrown out with the bathwater, so in other words, that good information is being thrown out with bad information that's being disregard disregarded. Mm-hmm. Um maybe it's just like I, I need to let go of it. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to resolve my, you know, I, I want to be able to have like reasonable, intelligent discussions. I want to be able to, you know, present other people with information that I've seen that, you know, I've spent a lot of time evaluating whether it's it's reasonable or not to look at. And it's really it's really hard for me to have my hard work so flippantly disregarded if that makes yeah. any sense no totally you know, so we're well, yeah yeah i think i think especially in this instance with this example of in the energy field i mean you were <clears throat> excuse me you were in that for what 15 years yeah 10 and i'm 10 10 years and i'm, yeah. I'm still i still have my finger on the pulse of like yeah you know on so like the if, any, if anybody knows stuff it. about it it's you you know, right. <laughs> out of everybody that I've ever talked to in my life, you know, that's ever been in energy because I had some, you know, my grandfather was in energy and all that stuff. I mean, you, you know way more about it with the carbon issues and how it affects climate change and all those different things. And and, uh, you know, that, that, that's one thing that in my in my field, you know, I'm out here in the backcountry all the time and I can right. tell people like, hey, on the ground, this is what's going on. And um, I had a guy argue with me about that. At my, at my cousin's wedding and went to the, went so far as to tell me now, now this, now this is crazy. This is, this was nuts. He asked me, I was like, Hey man, what's up? I was like, we met in college that one time when my cousin had the restaurant, just wanted to say hello. He immediately pipes in. What do you do? I said, well, I'm in Colorado right now, live in my truck full time. And I've been doing conservation work, but what have you been doing conservation work? I was like, oh, I've been picking up trash and just kind of doing trail stuff and stuff like that. He's like, well, isn't that nice to have such white privilege? I was like, I go, I go, what? And he's like, do you know about this law? And I said, no. He's like, well, that's the law for conservation or something. Do you know about this law? I said, dude, no, no law picks up trash. I, was, I haven't seen it. 
You know, no piece yeah. of legislation's out there doing it. I said, I'm on the front lines. You ask me what I'm doing. Now you're trying to make it political and all that stuff. And he, who, who are you going to vote for in the next election? I'm like, dude, I didn't even vote in the last one. Oh, well, that's your white privilege. I'm like, that's my white privilege that they're both pieces of shit. <laughs> like, fuck off. Like, the biggest voting class in the United States is, is the, are the people that don't vote. That's the biggest voting class now. So, right. and that's the largest growing class too. That should tell, that should tell our political establishment on both sides to wake the fuck up. Like, in my opinion, they're not serving either one. Most of the people that I know that are Republican and, and Democrat, most of the people I know are good people. You know, they're, they're not wanting to kill other people or they're not wanting to. Sure. They, they just want to live and let live and just kind of like, you know, have things a certain way. I think that's what they believe. And then you got the crazies and stuff like that. But I mean, good God, the government is so inept at listening to us. And it's and especially no especially now. And I think I think a lot of people got fed up with that, too. And that's why anything, anything political, whether it's right or left, they say, fuck it. I don't even want to listen to it anymore. Like those people lost my confidence. And I think the government needs to be careful with that, because if that if that trend continues and smaller and smaller people vote, their power gets less and less. And it, after a while, if nobody gives a shit, there's going to be a change. You know, and I I've always wanted a third party for that checks and balance. Sure. Just to see, just to make sure that like these parties are staying true to each other. But it's, in my opinion, and I, and granted, I I do get on YouTube and go down a few rabbit holes every once <laughs> once in a while. I try to stick with just wrestling videos, but every once in a while, I get drawn into other stuff. But uh, you know, I think that the that they don't want to they don't ever want a third system because then that screws up the dual party monopoly. So I just don't. I've just seen from when I started college to now i've seen the degradation in so many areas that have been eroded in our society and i think a lot of it is from the government being inept and also being um party centric and being and also individually a lot of people have been corrupt and so you know i mean you want to talk about good investigative journal journalism and good investigative reporting watch the panama papers that was a that was amazing that's like over 100 worldwide journalists worked on that for years yeah yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, then not, not like the Epstein stuff going on right now. Amazing journalism. Finally, that stuff's coming out. You know, right. these are the most powerful people in the world that are getting that 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 could be implicated in this stuff. And they're they're able to get the, the, the deets on it and, and get that out there. So you're right, there are good ones out there. But it's just sad to see like some of these publications that you used to be able to go to and read and have some some sort of faith in what they were saying. Like you and I both said, we we would never go to Fox News or CNN to look for look for news ever. Right. I mean, I would, right. I'd read it, I'd read it with a grain of salt. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> right. So we've already learned our lesson, you know, from those media sources, but that's where other media sources, you know, can come to the forefront and hopefully went, gain the confidence of people. Because I mean, there are, like you said, there, there's definitely good information being put out there and it is being, it is being lost with those that just don't want to have any information like myself. Like I just don't want to have any of it, but, but I do that to be a better person because if I get exposed to that new stuff all the time, I, I'm, I'm a dick. Because I, I get right. it, it pisses me off. So I'm like, how the fuck are these people saw to touch? You know, and, and like, how can they leave like people behind like this? How how can Native American people be shit on for the last 160 years and continue to get shit on this day when no one talks about it? You know, at least we had the Black Lives Matter movement being taken serious now. I mean, is this what and, it takes for the government to fucking wake up? Yeah, and I I uh, I mean I, I've got a lot of different reactions and I, I don't, I don't like disagree with anything that you've said. Um, mm -hmm. I, I agree with most of it. And I, um, you know, my, 
my desire is just that 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 you know people including myself like it's 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 really important for all of us to keep in check what what we really know and what we don't know and there's like you know what we don't know is so much more than what we know and um I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really struggling with, um, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm struggling. So again, like I, I, I'm not, I don't watch, I don't watch any news and whatnot. Like all, mo, all of my news is taken via reading and I, I pay close attention to the individual authors. Like I've been spending a lot more time um, identifying specific authors and specific journalists that I align with rather than an organization. And like, it's like, so in other words, like I stay away from organizational feeds and I stick to individual journalists feeds. And, um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a truer sense of what's going on. And there, there's a lot of, there's there's just a lot of complexity in everything um that said you know i i i i personally i'd like to be able to discuss these issues with yeah. someone that is is reasonable and i think that that's one of the things that i enjoy about talking with you is that you you are willing to um you know keep an open mind and I think both of us have done a pretty good job not retreating to our, um, you know, the corners that we were raised up in, you know, me me being more lefty, you being more righty. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that you and I have done a better, a really good job in, you know, being willing to identify what the other side says is right and and, and the values and the attributes and what have you. And I'm, I, I guess I just want, I want more of that personally in my, um, in my relationships, yeah. you know, I, I want more cause it's, I, I do. I, I mean, I, I think what's going on in the world is fascinating. And again, pointing out that you, you are right that, that there's, there's not much that I'm taking in from, from an information standpoint, from a news standpoint that affects my day-to-day decision but just from an intellectual curiosity standpoint, yeah, I I enjoy taking in the information. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I do find that interesting. Like when I'm when I'm in a house and I have some downtime, I will get on and read a bunch. Yeah, and, and it's kind of I look at it as like like kind of like sociology experiments. Like okay, let's see what's going on in the world today as far as how people are interacting. And I I do find that portion interesting. It's just all the political stuff that gets interjected with. Oh, it. it's it's so it's horrible. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not, the, the other thing that I thought about, and I, I think we're, we're, we're kind of getting to a, a longer point in the conversation, but I, I I'll, I'll leave this last little tidbit. So, um, I'd make the argument that it's not government that's bad. It's, it's any organization that gets to a certain size. Like once it gets over a certain threshold. Mm-hmm. of a number of people. You, and you see this in Facebook groups. You know, we experienced that in the pickup truck camping group that you and I have met. It's like 
when when it first started, you know, we we were like among the first 200 people part of that group. There yeah. was a real sense of community and camaraderie in that. But mm-hmm. it's like once it got over a certain number of people, it, it took on a weird life of its own. And like it just like it the, the character of it totally changed. Yeah. And so I look at that as an example of when groups get over a certain size, they take on a life of their own that is is repulsive. And yeah. I've worked for organizations, I've worked for small organizations, and I've worked for large organizations. And I always prefer working for smaller organizations, again, because of the bureaucracy and the, the there's some kind of political nature that 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 rears its head once it gets over a certain amount of size. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like a company like Facebook, it's growing and it's becoming a monster. A company like Starbucks is growing and it's becoming a monster. A mm-hmm. company like, you know, Halliburton is grown and become a monster. And of course, you know, the biggest organization in the world, you know, being the U.S. federal government, it's 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 beyond you know, it's beyond yeah. size. Yeah. And so I, 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 I do, I do challenge, I do challenge that knee jerk, that, that, that overcharacterization that government is bad. I just mm-hmm. think that any organization that is of a certain size is bad yeah. um, or challenging to deal with. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, you know, you look at it, who would you rather go you know, have a customer service experience with Walmart or like the mom and pop shop down the street that's been there for 30 years. You know, I mean, it's Heck not yeah. hard, yeah. you know, and I agree. I mean, like, you know, when I was in the dot-com world, I worked for a company that went public and we went from having just a, you know, handful of employees to 4,000. Boy, talk about change, you know. I think yeah. that the problem is, is like some people, especially the people in the Midwest, they kind of feel like they've been forgotten about the government because it seems like, you know, whenever the elections come around, it's always about the bigger the bigger states and who has the most electoral votes and what's Florida doing and what's California doing. And, you know, and they, and they never really say like, how's Oklahoma doing, (laughs) you know, unless it comes down to the wire and and then, and then they do, but you know, those, those states kind of report in the middle. So when the numbers come in, it's not like the, you know, it's not the 11th hour, like the West coast stuff. So I, I know the sentiment and I've talked to a bunch of people in the Midwest that feel that way. They just feel like the government doesn't, the government doesn't even consider them anymore. And so that's yeah. why they at least hold on to the electoral college so vehemently. So like, if we don't have that, they won't ever come here. And yeah, they have a point. You know, if it's just based on the popular vote, are they going to go to Kansas where there's 400 people in Emporia? Or are they going to go to Southern California where they can reach 400,000? Right. Big difference. Right. So, I mean... There's no perfect solution. I think also, too, that's one thing to keep in mind is like when the government gets this big, there's going to be people that are un- un- unsatisfied with the way things are being done because it, they it's legitimately can't cater to every single desire. Now, when, when it comes to basic needs, I think the government needs to do a better job. You know, like we're seeing like the Black Lives Matter movement and we talked about the Native American stuff, touched on that briefly. But but, um, you know. I just think that unfortunately, when it gets this big, there's just there's just cracks, and yeah. and, and and there's been there's been proven. There's also been like you know, 
fraud. I mean, how, how much does it cost for a toilet seat? You know, it's kind of a joke of a toilet seat at, in a government building is like six grand or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, it's like, it's like right, a joke, right. but, but you know, there's some truth to that. And so I think that's where some people who have been left out or feel like they've been left out, whether they're warranted in their feeling or not, then to have to see the government have like, you know, some shady stuff go on and they think like, ah, oh, these people are just bozos, you know? They kind of feel like they're left out in the dark. Is, is no, and I, and I think that there's I I think I mean to be honest with you, I think every group feels that way in the country. Mm. I, I don't think that that's exclusive to um, to the Midwest. And yeah. to be honest with you, like I I I think you know discussion of government is it's it's impossible to have a discussion about government if we we can't talk about the same data sources yeah. and and that's that's where um i mean it's a whole nother topic i mean the 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 role of government and 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 what have you but it, it's um you know how, how do you how do you even talk about the role of government if you can't talk about like the basic statistics of yeah. you know the um the country and and agree on primary information yeah, isn't um, it funny when you when you'll see a link online that people are like check out this source and it's like a blog of some like forty year old guy who lives in his parents' basement. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like you're using that as a news source. Like, what the hell is your problem? Like, you know, and yeah. and uh, yeah, and then and then oh, I fact checked that. Yeah, you fact checked it from another guy who's sitting in his parents' basement talking about what's right and what's wrong on the internet. You there's just there's just a, there is a ton of misinformation unfortunately and, and it's funny when people yeah. post up people will post up memes and i'm like okay number one the information's wrong and number two those words are fucking misspelled like you you're making yourself look so dumb to stop yeah, every meme like not 99 of the memes should not be put up because it just makes people look stupid <laughs> it's painful i know no, yeah, I and, totally then, and then you can put stuff up in jest like you, you know you've done recently you put stuff up in jest and people just hammer you for it and you're like it's a fucking joke uh yeah no i i mean it's that's that's enough and that's i i think that the 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 left is horrible about this i to be honest with you there's so much stuff that i don't post Mm -hmm. be out of fear and again i lean left out of fear of reaction from my lefty friends like i don't yeah i'm i'm Oh, it's, it's, I, I'm, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that I hold back in, in posting because I know my, my lefty friends would come after me. Dude, and, I've, I've um, seen some of my friends that, that think like that. And it almost looks like a competition to one up each other of like, uh, Oh, well I did, well I did this. Well I did this. And I, and I'm just like, man, that's some virtue signaling to the nth degree. Yeah. Some serious swarming. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, I think, I think what I'll take away from this, uh, this conversation ultimately is, is your, your, your pearl of wisdom that, oh, I got a dog, um, your Rue? pearl of wisdom. I, I think it is Rue. I don't know if it's Max or Rue. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed the photos of Max online. <laughs> it was a good uh, yeah, no, he's a good little dog. No, uh, but your pearl of wisdom that like the, you know, the, when it comes down to it, there's like over 99% of my intake. If I'm, if I'm focusing on, you know, general news, it has no impact on my day-to-day decision-making. And, um, 
I think that that's, that's something to hold for me to hold on to. Well, and, and I, I want to say a, a nugget of wisdom that you said is that, you know, I think it's really important for people to search out and do some research on what they're reading and who it's coming from. Cause people are so quick to read something and go, oh, it's true and throw it up there. And right. if, 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 if more people were critical of who they read, I, I think those, those discussions would take place because the, the real writers write something that's compelling that makes you see another point of view without getting pissed off. And then, then you can have a discussion about it and talk about it in the, in the, in the manner that it was presented. Whereas if you just see these hit pieces by some idiot that doesn't have any, any, you know, any background on what they're talking about, they just throw something up there and it's completely not factual. Well, there's the the problem in my opinion, the reading shit that's inflamed them. It's not even true. Right. Yep. No, no, no question about it. Yeah. So anyway, all right, dude, good, good chat with you today. Let's the next, next one we do is we'll do, uh, we'll do one about my fishing adventures lately. Cause man, I've been going to some new spots that have been crazy. I got some new spots to share with you. I've, I've seen a lot of your picks and, uh, mm-hmm. looks like you're getting some good eating too. Yeah. I've been, I, I've been finding some really good four by four trails that have some really gnarly barriers right in the beginning. And so no one's going in there and the fish back in there are huge. So I'll, uh, I'll let you know what those spots are offline. Right. on, man. man. Well, uh, well, good chat. And I'll, uh, I, I, the, your your phrase "keep on trucking" is taking on a whole a whole new meaning. <laughs> Most definitely, it's, man. Uh, I'm excited to hear about your new adventures. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm throwing the hammer down. Uh, I'll be leaving this Sunday, and yeah. I I report I report uh, I report for duty on July 22nd. Hey, so hey, hey man, uh, I'm I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to send you a digital gift. It's going to be the movie Over the Top. With Sylvester Stallone, oh yeah, because nice, he was a trucker dude. in that, you know. Oh yeah, so, oh, and, yeah. And, and and he'll like turn the hat around backwards. That's when he would do his uh, arm wrestling competitions and stuff like that. So that's that'd be my gift for you, dog. Nice, <laughs> much appreciated. Any <laughs> any audience members, please please throw the trucking videos my way. I, yeah, I know exactly. Got, I think there's a few Clint Eastwood ones. You know, every which way but loose, every which way but. Uh, uh any which way you can and then there's um i'll have to watch those i haven't seen those and and even uh big trouble in little china with uh oh yeah that was uh, kurt Kurt russell he's a he's a trucker so yeah that um, was a good one i like that movie i'm uh i'm following a good lineage (laughs) that's awesome all right man good chat with you all right yeah like it